Running all my life, sacrifice, hustle pay the price, want a slice, got to roll the dice, that's why, all my life, I've been grinding all my life, look, all my life, been grinding all my life, sacrifice, hustle pay the price, want a slice, got to roll the dice, that's why, all my life, I've been grinding all my life, look. What up, what up, what up, what up? Welcome to the Ball Don't Lie podcast. My name is Dexter, your host, the one and only. Welcome back to another show. So February, it's Black History Month. There's a lot of stuff that's going on in this month for sure. And I hope you're all enjoying the NBA like I mentioned before. There's a lot of stuff to pack into this whole entire episode. So hopefully we just get straight into it. But before we do, I'm going to give a shout out to all the players that made the NBA All-Star this year. Some are the first timers. Some are undrafted and still made the all-star, which is which is crazy. Last time that thing that happened was Ben Wallace for the Detroit Pistons. And he was an undrafted player. And look what happened to his career. So, yes, you can still find gems that don't get drafted. So that's that's been proven in the NBA over years, right? I mean, obviously every single draft pick is is, is you know is, is worthy, but there's still some players out there that don't really get drafted and still get looked at, and you never know. So NBA All-Star is coming around the corner. Uh, we have all the players that have been selected so far. So, Team LeBron versus Team KD. And KD ain't playing. So, we'll see who's going to be that captain or that team that's going to represent uh, the East. Uh, and I know there's a lot of snubs. Some players got snubbed. It is what it is. You know, but let's go ahead and dive into the episode because we got stuff to unpack in this episode. It's going to be kind of crazy. So, hopefully, y'all stay tuned. Kick it with us for the next 20 minutes. And I'll explain to you about this disrespect that's going on in NBA to this one particular team. Before we kind of get into that, and if you're new to this channel, go ahead and subscribe. Hit that bell notification right there. Thumbs up if you can, because that'll help us out a lot in the algorithm with the YouTube. It'll push us our content to the top. We're on every single streaming you know, platform out there as far as audio. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Podcast Bean. We're on iHeartRadio. You know, we're on everywhere. SoundCloud, you name it. Anything has to do with audio, we are there. So you can catch us on audio if you can't catch us on YouTube or IGTV. And all the socials, I'm on there as well. I'm on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, you know, you name it. TikTok, we're all on there as well. So hopefully you can catch me in there. If you want to have a debate, if you have any questions, you have any comments, you can catch me on those platforms, or you can comment on this bottom of this video as well. All the links will be in the bottom of the video. So let's just go ahead and dive into it because obviously, like I said, there's a lot to unpack in this whole entire episode. And we're going to be talking specifically about the Phoenix Suns. Yes, 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 yes. You know, the Phoenix Suns, right? They, man, that's the whole entire thing. But yeah, the Phoenix Suns, right? Uh, the desert, you know, if you want to call them uh, the valley, etc. right? Like, I, I used to live in AZ for a while. Um, it's a great place, a very, very great place for basketball. So they are, those fans deserve to be in the breath of other elite teams. Like the, obviously the Lakers fan base is kind of crazy, but you have the Warrior fan base. You have the Bulls fan base. You have the Miami fan base. You have, uh, you, you have uh, what, what team am I missing in the East Coast? The Brooklyn Nets, which is kind of like mediocre because they're not really true fans. They're fans of the game, but I'm not here to knock you guys, right? So, obviously, look, I got my towel from the NBA All-Star, I mean, not NBA All-Star, the NBA Finals last year that I attended, that thing was game, I believe it was game five, or was it game four? I forgot what it was, but I think it was game five. It was game five, yes. So, got my little 
you know, lousy towel, or you want to call this thing, wave it around. But yeah, going forward, this is just, this is just kind of stay focused, right? Anyways, so uh, the Phoenix Suns, right? The, the number one team in the land, number one team in the NBA, by far the best team in the NBA, right? Obviously, we had the Warriors and we had the Suns jockeying for the first spot, you know, for the whole entire league. It was back and forth, back and forth. And now you have finally the Suns created somewhat of a gap between, you know, three games or two games right now. They're ahead of the Warriors only because the Warriors had some, they went through a slump, right? They brought back Klay Thompson. They kind of threw a wrench into their whole chemistry. Now they're kind of picking up where they, where they left off at. The Phoenix Suns, players are missing, don't matter. That engine is still going. But why they're not getting the same praises as other teams like the Nets and the Warriors? And we get the Warriors. Like, they have the ultimate respect because they have been there and they have done it. And by far, they're up there number one and two in the, in the whole entire NBA. By far, they're the best team. No diss to the Phoenix Suns. No diss to the Nets, right? But the, the, the Phoenix Suns are saying, hey, we're not talking about the Golden State Warriors. We're talking about the other team in the East, the Brooklyn Nets. Like, how are they getting more recognition than us. And then and I'll go ahead and explain that to you guys as we continue this whole episode. Because yeah, it doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't make sense to the, the fan base in, in in the Phoenix metro area, the state of Arizona, you know, the 602, the 623, the 48, the 480. You know, you even have fans in the 510, which is in Tucson. And you have fans in Flagstaff. So I mean the the, the Phoenix it, the Phoenix Suns is the whole state of Arizona. And if you're from that area, you're representing the Phoenix Suns, right? So right now, they're currently, what, 43-10. and 10. Um, Obviously, this is the best start in their franchise history. Like, no knock to Charles Barkley and Kevin Johnson, but this team is way better than what you guys had back then. And obviously, you had an MVP year, Charles Barkley, and I give you that. But this team is built different. It fits this era. Charles Barkley's team, even though you had shooters around you, Charles Barkley wasn't, you know, wasn't a impactful player. People can argue, yes, he, can, yes, he was. And I'm not going to say that he's not. But we've seen what happened in the NBA Finals when it came down to Charles Barkley. No diss to Chuck, man. I'm just saying. He was an undersized power forward that wasn't really shooting great out there, but your game was inside. And uh, But I'm not going to keep going on about that. All right? So, anyways, the Caesar Bucks odds, you know, for the to win the championship this year, uh, they have Nets. I'm sorry, they have, yeah, they have the Nets, Warriors, and Phoenix Suns, which is kind of disrespectful. Basically, in that order, Nets have the chance of winning. They have that, the, the highest odds of winning. Second is the Golden State Warriors in the Bay Area. And then those boys in the Valley as far as the Phoenix Suns, right? But we're talking about a team who went to the NBA Finals last year. They went to the NBA Finals last year. All I kept hearing was the disrespect, the slander, like no props was given to Chris Paul, Devin Booker, Monty Williams, who's the coach of the team, right? James Jones, who's the exec of the team, right? DeAndre Aiden, you know, Jay Crowder, Mikel Bridges, you know, uh, uh, Cam Johnson, uh, uh, Cameron Payne. I can go on. I can go on. Nader, I can go on. They don't get the same respect, the same kudos. I don't care what you say. Oh, you want to talk about players got injured last year in the playoffs? What's that got to do with, with, the, with the Phoenix Suns? It's not the Phoenix Suns' fault that was AD got hurt in the first round. It's not the it's not the Phoenix uh, Phoenix Suns' fault that Jamal Murray was hurt with a torn ACL in the second round against the Phoenix Suns. It wasn't the Clippers' fault. I mean, it's not the Suns' fault that the Clippers didn't have Kawhi Leonard, but they still have Paul George, and they still have Reggie Jackson, and they still have a full set of team that 
Obviously, it went down to six games. It's not their fault. And yeah, they went to the NBA Finals. Yeah, they got exposed by Giannis, which I made a note about that. But that doesn't mean that because they got here, it was because it's just a fluke. Or it's because of ifs. Or it's because of, you know what? This person got hurt and that person got hurt. That is not the Phoenix Suns' fault. This happens every year. Players do get hurt in the playoffs. It happens. Okay? And you can't take away that. And then you see what they, how they're doing this year with the Phoenix Suns? I mean, they're blitzing everybody. Who gave them that pet talk saying, yeah, you got lucky last year. Oh, yeah, really? We can just run through the tape. And that's what they've been doing. They've been blitzing everybody in this league. They have the most games won, more than double digits in this, in this entire season than any other team. They beat you more than by 10 points. A lot of, it happens to a lot of teams. So, yeah, respect is deserved for the boys in the Valley, right? So is this disrespect? Or is this just much respect to the Warriors and the Nets? I'll let you guys have at it. So hit me in the comments below. But obviously the Suns, they improved in all facets, right? Like, they improved as far as chemistry. They improved in player growth as far as Mikel Bridges and campaign and Cam Johnson. They improved in signings as far as, you know, obviously we seen DeAndre Aiden last year in the NBA Finals getting exposed by, by Giannis. Was in foul trouble from game two to game six. I think he fouled out three or four games. And they didn't have no big. And Serge had a torn ACL. So they had nobody, literally. And Jay Carter was an answer for Giannis. So now you have picked up JaVel McGee, who has been an excellent backup, who the Lakers decided to go with Dwight Howard over JaVel McGee. Let that sink in for a second. Let's go back to what I was saying. So they got JaVel McGee, right? Played terrific off the, off the bench. As far as the second unit, as far as the backup center, as far as when DeAndre Aiden missed games, JaVale was the plug-in guy. Then they picked up who later in the, in the season? Bismack, Bismack Biombo, who's been playing great. Looks like an all-star in like less than a month. Guys giving you more than 10 points as far as averaging and almost double digits and rebounds, right? You traded for Landry Shaman from the Brooklyn Nets. You, you bolster your offense on the bench, right? Added more depth in shooting. You telling me right now this is not the team that should be reckoned with? Am, am, am I seeing something different through the through the optics? Am I seeing something completely different through the lens? If I am, just let me know. Because I'm telling you right now, I'm not a Phoenix Suns fan. I am not. Never rooted for them once. Right? But I love basketball and I love the NBA. And when a team is up there and there is a gap between them and the rest, like how Moses put the sea in the Red Sea, yeah, that's a difference. Yeah, I'm going to give you props. I'm going to speak about you for sure. So they deserve it, is what I'm saying. Chris Paul, obviously having a hell of a year. Devin Booker improved, right? He's averaging 25, 26 points a game. Mikel Bridges obviously talked about he should be first, all, first team all defense this year, hands down. Like, no hezzy. Like, dude's a two-way player, and he's solidified. And if you want to argue about that, run the tapes. Run the stats. Look at what I'm saying. I'm not here to spitball you guys and waste your time, right? But going forward, right? So the Phoenix Suns are top three in both offense and defensive efficiency rating. Or, uh, yeah, efficiency net rating. So basically, they're third in the league in offense. 
right? And obviously, I think they were number one and number two, and they're jockeying with the Warriors, and they kept going back and forth. But right now, they're third, and they're second in defense. That means they're not letting you score a lot, right? I think they're like fifth or – no, sorry, they're third or – yeah, third in the league as far as, uh, uh, you know, shutting down uh, offenses in, in, as far as compared to NBA teams. What I mean by that is, like, for example, they're third in the league – and then they average opponents average against them is 105 points. That means you're not scoring more than 105 points against the Suns, right? And obviously in this day and age, that's actually pretty good. Like usually, like back in the you know 10, 15 years ago, teams were averaging like 98 points, 97 points. Like the the, the Spurs were shutting people down to like 95 points, 92 points. That's a whole different era because they didn't shoot as much. Right? They didn't blitz you in the fast break as much, right? It wasn't like a free all-girl green light, no motion. I mean, all-motion offense. Like, they were kept running in this in this day and age. Back then, it was more about slow motion, half-court setup, run through your you know your flares and your flex screens and your pin downs. It's different now. It's catch and shoot, jack it up, run again, go. So, obviously, 105 points. It, seem, it might seem a lot to you guys, but it's third best in the league as far as shutdown as far as opponents. All right? So the Suns, uh, who average about 113 points a game, like I said, you know, they're third in the, in, in the NBA as far as uh, uh, best offense, right? Uh, and this is the craziest thing I, that I have seen so far, right? This is the most craziest thing. All right, I haven't seen this in a while. Like, I even try to look in the last year or two or three in the last previous years. I haven't seen a team that had literally eight or nine players who averaged dug, uh, double figures in points. They have literally eight guys, nine on the brink of it. Nine is like the ninth guy is very close. He's at nine point seven, but outside of that, they have eight guys who average minimum ten points or more. That just tells you the depth the Phoenix Suns have in the desert. Like they literally go ten guys, eleven guys deep, and they're not shy from it. And and the the reason why I like it is because Monty Williams is smart. He's literally not trying to run his guys through the ground. He's literally giving guys their fair share at contributing to the team. And if you're not, obviously you're gonna be standing on the bench. We all know Cam, you know Cameron Payne's, you know storied history as far as you know moving around from team to team and stuff like that. And the Bulls cut him, and say you wasn't good enough. And then James Jones, who was the GM of the Phoenix Suns, gave him a shot. And you see what happened last year. He was giving people the business. Everybody's like, what? Where does this dude come from? Then the Phoenix Suns gave him a contract this past summer. After the NBA Finals, like, yeah, bro, you deserve it. So you have Cameron Payne, who thinks he is the starter when he comes on the court. When he comes on the court, he comes on the court with so much swagger, so much influence. Like, he does strike fear to a slight degree. To a slight degree. Because the dude is quick, can shoot. Right and can pass the ball, so like you're gonna have to respect that. Obviously, he's gonna be the guy that's gonna make a difference as far as winning your games. But change of pace compared to Chris Paul and him, yeah, oh yeah, it's night and day. Chris Paul's more about I'm gonna get you guys in the you know in your spots. He Cameron Payne, he causes chaos and havoc. Like he having defense running around like with the heads cut off. That's his kind of game, right? Erratic, heavy going back and forth, right? Brings energy. That's his game, right? But going for it, right? So you have Cameron Payne. Cameron Johnson, we all know what he does. He's a shooter, right? Then you have on the bench JaVel McGee. Then you add Bismack, right? Then you have Landry Shamit, 
right? You can go on. Um, they have a great chemistry of players. It all starts at Monty Williams. So Monty Williams deserves all the credit. Every single credit he deserves is be, uh, the success is because of Monty Williams. And obviously, it starts from the top with James Jones. Hell of a GM. Hell of a GM. Obviously, we like we all know the story about James Jones. Played in Miami with LeBron James. Played in Cleveland. You know, won multiple championships on both sides. Of, you know, on the, on the East Coast. Very dear friend of LeBron James, and he deserves every single success that he gets in there in, in Arizona as far as the GM. Going forward, right? So, like I said, they traded you know Landry Shamet to bolster the bench, right? That's a great addition, right? But if you if you if you guys want to see him argue about arguably the best backcourt. In the league right now, you could argue it's, it's the Phoenix Suns, right, with, with Chris Paul and Devin Booker. Obviously, we know Clay Thompson and Steph Curry when Clay's fully healthy, the Splash Brothers. Ain't no one picking them over. I remember John Wall was delusional. He was tripping. He really thought that him and Bradley Beal was the best backcourt in the NBA. I'm like, bro, what are you smoking? What are you smoking? You really think John Wall and Bradley Beal, I, I'm speaking to you, John Wall, you really think you and Bradley Beal – it's better than the Splash Bros in Oakland at that time, even right now, if you guys were still a team. No, you're not. But going forward, like I said, I don't want to kind of go off. I don't want to derail this whole Phoenix thing. Let's just keep on. Let's just keep it going. Anyways, so with, uh, with the backcourt in Phoenix, you can't, like, it's, it's arguable that Devin Booker and Chris Paul is the best backcourt right now as we speak, as we speak. It's not Steph Curry and Jordan Jordan Poole, right? Like it wasn't that that wasn't in the discussion. But now Clay coming back, I mean it's it's debatable. I leave a door open, like one foot in, one foot out, right? But if Clay's back to being Clay Thompson, yeah, ain't no one better than those two guys, those two light skinned devils in the Bay Area. So going for like I said, uh, gotta give props, man. Uh, you know, it's a Mikael Bridges, two-way player. Hell of, he, had, he had a hell of a year last year, and then he obviously expanded his game this year. Two-way player, uh, came out of, you know, Villanova. Dude was a hell of a hooper. Uh, great pick by the Phoenix Suns in the draft. I'm telling you right now, Mikael Bridges is a two-way player. I'm telling you right now, Mikael Bridges is a two-way player. So if you don't know basketball, you just see the highlights on YouTube and ESPN, Mikael Bridges can lock you up. And hit you with threes. And could dunk on your face. So give him his respect. Also, the uh, the the Phoenix Suns, right? When it comes to clutch time points, clutch time points or clutch time moments, meaning less than four minutes in the fourth quarter, and a game is close. They're at twenty and three. That's why they're great. That's why they're good. It's because when it comes down to it, when the pressure is on, and we're trying to see what you're made of. Like, we're like, yeah, we're paying you money right now, right? They show up. They show up. And it's because of Chris Paul, right? He's the best closer this year in the NBA, hands down. In clutch moments, when it comes to assist, he leaves it. Oh, matter of fact, Chris Paul leads the league in assist. So that just tells you right there. Chris Paul is the orchestrator, he's the foundation, he is the levy. Like, wherever, how far he goes. Is how far the Phoenix Suns goes. And as far as how's he playing right now? Yeah. It's all because of him and Devin Booker decided to you know, disrespect to Devin Booker. But Chris Paul is making things happen. Clutch time moments, 20 and 3 so far. All right, so let me preach. Let me preach. 
So I'm telling you right now, this is this is here for it's here to stay. They should get their damn respect. For real. I don't know why they're not getting no love. I still don't get it. All I see on all these talking heads on TV, and I'm not gonna say their names, all they do is talk about LeBron James and the Lakers. They're they're trash. The Lakers not even a top ten seed in the West. So what are they being talked about? They lost to the Clippers, to Reggie Jackson, who hit him with the game lay. You know, they, at the last second, kind of gave him an inside head and went for a layup. Anthony Davis ain't who Anthony Davis really should be, right? But I'm not here to talk about them. But that's what they talk about. They talk about AD and LeBron James like it's a new religion. And they're not getting teams like the Warriors or the Sixers or the Heat or the Phoenix Suns their respect. They keep talking about the same old story. And I and I like LeBron. Don't get me wrong. But I don't want to hear about LeBron every single day. And LeBron's not playing. Benoit is going far. Mountain Williams is a hell of a coach. He brought the culture to Phoenix. The reason why they're this good as far as collectively is because of Monty Williams. Don't get me wrong. He ain't on the court. So on the court, Chris Paul, clutch moments. When the game's in the line, best closer in the league. But he is only there because of Monty Williams. Got him there. So it starts from Monty Williams with the culture, the attitude, everything. The winning mindset. Tip my hat off to Monte. We know Monte's history. You know, he lost his wife and his, you know, a couple of his kids in a tragic accident when he was an assistant coach, I believe, in OKC. And it's tough, man, what that guy went through. I, you know, that's you gotta have a lot of endurance and 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 faith to continue doing what you're doing in life as far as passion in sports and his coaching because I can't imagine losing my family and then try to be sane at the same moment the day the next day and month or whatever it might be. I might go crazy. Who knows? But going forward, yeah, so also um no disrespect to you know to 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 Steph not Steph Curry but to Chris Paul and Devin Booker. Like what do you really expect? Like, you, like we all know 50%, and now I'm talking about the NBA All-Star votes, right? 50% of, like, if you're a starter, 50% of your votes comes from fans. And Steph Curry has by far more fans than Devin Booker. Steph Curry has more fans than Chris Paul. Steph Curry has more fans than both of them combined. Like, it's not, you know what I mean? It's not, it's not, it's, I mean, if you look at the numbers, like, we're not illiterate. Like, if you look at China, it's all Steph Curry fans. Yeah, you might have pockets of Devin Booker's and whatever else. It's all Steph Curry, man. Really, it is. It's all of them. So, you're not going to start the backcourt over Steph Curry. Only if John Moran didn't have a good year, which he did. Third best team in the, in, in the NBA. Third best team in the West. And John Moran is having... The same kind of hype, same kind of feel Derrick Rose did in his MVP year. So you obviously you're gonna go with a guy who's giving you highlights every single night. Right? So obviously, no disrespect to Devin Booker. You deserve to be an all-star. Matter of fact, you deserve to be a starter, to be honest. You know, but obviously we all know the whole thing about Devin about what's his name? Uh Wiggins getting in and stuff like that. Paul George ain't playing. AD ain't playing. 
and quiet and play. And respectfully, all three of those guys should not play because of injuries and whatever it may be. And AD's not even having a good year anyways. So, um, yeah, and that's that, basically. So I hope they get their respect. And Monty Williams is going to be the head coach for the All-Star for the West. So, yes, man, kudos to that, man. We appreciate it, for real. Like, he deserves every single praise for that. And I hope you guys understand this is a long time coming. I've been trying to say this since the beginning of the year. They had a 1,400, I think it was plus 1,400 to uh, odds to win the championship. Like, that's disrespect, man. They just came out the NBA in finals. And they kind of just, like, oversaw it. Hey, you know what? They got lucky. Well, we'll see this year. Because I'm going to tell you right now, the only team that's standing in front of the Phoenix Suns is the Golden State Warriors and vice versa. The Golden State Warriors, for them to get to the promised land, the only team that's in their way is the Phoenix Suns. So it goes both ways. And I hope, and I hope, and I hope, and I hope. It's them two in the West Coast Final. I don't see nobody else. I don't like no distance, you know, John Moran, Memphis, no distance, the Nuggets or Utah Jazz or whoever else. But if you're talking about a heavyweight slugfest, oh my God. Yeah, we want to see Steph Curry versus Chris Paul. We want to see Clay Thompson versus Devin Booker. We want to see. Andrew Wiggins against Mikael Bridges, who's a lockdown defender. We want to see Draymond Green and Jay Crowder go at it. Like, they both have antics on the court, right? Then we want to see Kevin Looney or James Wiseman versus DeAndre Aiden. So, yeah, man, that's what I want to see. Man, I'm praying to the, you know, to the, you know, the basketball gods up there. Please, man, let, let this game come to fruition so then we can have our you know, we can talk our trash after that. If the Phoenix Suns do make it, they earn a damn respect. And if I'm going to tell you right now, if they go into the NBA Finals, either is one of these teams. I'm I'm telling you right now as we speak, in a matter of it's Milwaukee, in a matter of it's the, the Brooklyn Nets, we know Kyrie's situation, the Warriors or the Suns going to win that. And I'll, I'll go ahead and break this stuff down to you. Y'all think I'm jumping the gun? Kind of jumping the gun, though, a little low-key. But obviously, elements will change, so we'll see, man. But, hey. I hope y'all staying safe out there. I hope you enjoyed this video. Go ahead, man, and subscribe. Hit that bell notification so you get the alerts to your, your cell phone or your laptop. At the same time, thumbs up if you can. It'll help us out. If you want to leave comments, go ahead, man. I do vibe back. I do vibe back, for real. I really do. So until then, y'all stay safe. Like I said, COVID ain't no joke, man. It's kind of dying down right now. But, hey, man, it's still serious out there. Be safe, man. Stay tuned. Next episode, peace.